as a tailgater reminded me outside of MetLife Stadium just about four short hours ago. You can't spell Pats without past, which is what the Jets fans thought New England was as this was to be their day. And I gently reminded him, well, sir, you also can't spell Jets without Jest, which is exactly what it seems they continue to play their games in, especially MVP of the day for your New England Patriots, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, with several timely interceptions on the day. That's right. They run it to 13 straight. The New England Patriots do today with a 22-17 victory over the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. Bill Belichick now gets sole possession of second most wins all time for a head coach in the NFL, 325 wins against the team that he despises most in the NFL. How sweet it is, as the old Jackie Gleason used to say. You know, Andy, somebody actually told me outside the stadium earlier today that they believed that the Patriots blew it against the Bears just so Bill Belichick could get win number 325 against the New York Jets today. I thought that was rather funny at the time. And now it seems to have come true. I thought it would be a tight one, but it still holds to pass. The New York Jets, they are the get-right game for whatever ails the New England Patriots. And it looks like it's not changing anytime soon. Zach Wilson is the gift that keeps on giving. Bill Belichick owes him a nice little thank you. Hey, Zach, appreciate the win. Best, Bill Belichick. Like that, I mean, that game came down to Zach Wilson doing Zach Wilson things. He had, we talked about it in the Six Rings uh, podcast this week with Brendan Tierney from New York, and he had been avoiding the, the mistakes. He'd been avoiding the turnovers. He'd been a game manager, and today he was Zach Wilson. He was throwing you the football. Devin McCourty, a couple gift interceptions that he was more than happy to haul in. And Ramondre Stevenson did just enough as essentially the core of the offense with a little bit of sprinkled Jacoby Myers for good measure, and you get the win. It was ugly, but it was much needed, and it's a uh, I don't it did, doesn't fall under the feel good or the get right kind of win. Just falls under the win. You you got a victory, and you move forward like recoup, recover, and move on because this team still has a lot. Of issues, it needs to clean up on both sides of the ball before it can start to uh, really focus on maybe bigger uh, goals down the road. But you got to win, and you should send Zach Wilson a thank you present. Oh, absolutely, Zach Wilson! If he swings by Excuse my me? house tomorrow night on Halloween, he can have the full size candy bars. That oh yeah, one hundred percent. And then uh, he would I'll throw think. it to somebody, but miss them. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, also, waka! I'll remind him stay away from my wife. Yeah, well, yes, that's true, too. (laughs) That got serious all Uh, of a sudden. This is, of course, I apologize for not saying right off the top, this is the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI, WEEI.com, the Odyssey app, and, of course, the WEEI Sports Radio Network. If you would like to join the show at any time to talk about this big New England Patriots win, what's going on with Mac Jones, what the Patriots need to clean up, and just how much you appreciate Zach Wilson continuing to do Jets things as the Patriots get a huge 22-17 22-17 to 17 victory, bringing their record to 4-4 four and four on the regular season with nine games to go. You can call us at 617-779-7937. The text line is open and available for business at 37937. And, of course, the socials at WEEI, at Six Rings Pod, at Jumbo Heart, and at Fitzy GFY. Later on in the show, we'll hear from our pal Christian Fourier to hear what he has to say about the Zach Wilson Express. 
Kyrie Thompson from WEI.com will join us. And, of course, we'll bring you live audio from Patriots coach Bill Belichick, quarterback Mac Jones, and you know what? Maybe Zach Wilson's daddy, Devin McCourty, should he take to the podium as well later on today. That's the whole point right off the top, Andy. Is this game a referendum on how poorly Zach Wilson has played, has developed or not developed? Uh, Is this about the Patriots and Bill Belichick once again being able to fluster Zach Wilson and uh, get in the head of a quarterback who just isn't ready for prime time? To me, it feels like a combination of the two. Like, Patriots defense did just enough today. They certainly weren't as dominant along the defensive line as the New York Jets as they were definitely the story of the first half, kind of owning the New England Patriots uh, offensive line as well with multiple sacks and penalties galore. Cole Strange, we'll have a talk about that later. But then as the game progressed and Zach Wilson was forced to try to get off platform, make plays and show that he's the man and that when the New York Jets need him to be, he can actually get out of script, get off platform and make some plays. He did, except those plays all benefited the Patriots. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to apologize to our friend Brandon Tierney from WFAN because I kind of mocked his um, idea when he joined us that this the Jets thought it, the Patriots were ripe for the picking and there might be some changing of the guard and Big Brother was becoming the Big Brother blah 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 and like. CBS picked up the same storyline. I had to listen to Ian Eagle and Charles Davis tell me, you know, they're trying to prove something just like the Bills did a couple years ago. Like, these two teams, in my mind, are middling football teams that aren't a wart on the bum-bum of the Buffalo Bills. That's what we learned today. They're not good football teams. That end of the first half where it's like, turnover, penalty, turnover. No, you want it. No, you get it. No, you suck. No, you suck. Like, you're both not that good. (laughs) Both teams are not that good with second-year quarterbacks who I think both are still questioning are they the guy meanwhile you look upward upward up look straight up that's the buffalo bills and josh allen and they are light years ahead of you light years better than you so again credit the victory you needed a win you got a win great for bill belichick you get number 325 but any grand proclamations that because you did this you're something or because the jets almost did something no you're both just mediocre football teams right now and that to me is the reality of these two teams, because I also happen to think the Dolphins are are better than them. Now, that's a different conversation than the Bills, because the Bills are clearly a Super Bowl contender, but these, these guys feel like also-rans to me, both teams. Yeah, oh, both both teams had mistakes galore, mistakes aplenty today. Like we said, there were a number of uh, penalties from the New England Patriots along the offensive line. Um, the, the difference also, something that was like very obvious to me right from the get-go, Andy, the difference in the Patriots' tempo and productivity on offense when they go, I won't say like full no huddle, but when they go up tempo, they look potent. Like the off the offense looks kind of dynamic, like they're they're at times. Like it it moves yeah. better. There's fluidity to it. And Mac Jones looks more loves comfortable. It. Mac loves he, it. There's no doubt. Mac yeah, loves but, that. So that's the question. Like, so all these dropbacks and shock, he doesn't like that. Like last year in the preseason when he was clearly outplaying Cam Newton, you could see he loved when he would be inserted in the second half and they would go tempo, how comfortable he was. That's what he likes doing. A couple quick steps, out to the flat, over the middle, easy reads, bing, bang, boom, that's what he likes. All the other stuff that they're trying to structure and get him to work with, it's just not working. And it got to a point where at the end of the first half, as people like, and thank goodness, you know, I saw all the tweets of like, you know, good thing Mac Jones uh, doesn't have a Twitter account. And uh, thank goodness this game is taking place on the road. I put up a quick poll that just ended a few minutes ago 
Mac Jones is struggling because, and the options were, Patriots broke him, he needs better weapons, he's lost it and or he stinks, or the Jets' defense is really good. By a landslide, the number one choice was the Patriots broke him. So I think there, oh, there's over 45% of Pats fans believe that the Patriots have done him a disservice, and that's why now he looks hesitant, uh, doesn't look like he's comfortable. How, what, what, what say you to that? Well, I think he's broken. I, I do think over the course of August, September, and October, he's kind of reached a broken state, and physically as much as mentally today, because he got the absolute crap kicked out of him with some of those hits in the first half um, where he had to run. Man. Yeah, like they, but, but that is the continuation of all of it. I don't know that the play calling is good enough. In fact, I think it isn't at times, but the offensive line is a problem. They have all these guys that are supposedly like playmakers and contributors who don't get open, who don't make plays. Like we'll get to my down list later, but Mm -hmm. Nelson Aguilar, did you play? Uh, Kendrick Bourne, did you play? I know Devontae Parker got hurt early and he was out, but... Other than Devontae Parker was there because I heard on the radio broadcast early on as I was making my way back from the stadium uh, to the studio that uh, like, oh, first play out. Oh, he's got a knee and he's going to the locker room. But otherwise, Aguilar, no show. Andy. Nothing. John O. Smith. Born, nothing. I would hear his name like trips right. There's born. No, he's out it. there. Yeah, he's not hurt anymore. He's off the injury report. So no excuses. He has a bunch of guys other than Stevenson and Jacoby Myers who just don't get open. We know who. We know who Hunter Henry is. Every once in a while, he's going to have that 20-yard catch, and that's fine. Like, he'll be open. He'll catch the ball if you throw it to him. Right. But they don't have any playmakers. We knew it coming in. We we tried to convince ourselves that Bourne was going to take a leap. Parker was going to sit atop the depth chart. He was going to be a guy like all of this was going to come together. It has not come together. What has come together are the problems. Like, the wide receivers are a problem. The offensive line is a problem. Cole Strange is regressing by the week. Right tackle, doesn't matter who plays, they're not good. Cannon, win. Up next, Yadni Kajas. Let's see if you can have a try out there. Obviously, you're without David Andrews. Less than ideal. Like, other than Stevenson and Myers, um, who shows up? Who like? And, and so, it's hard for me to, do I think Mac is playing well? No. I think at times he's holding on to the ball, should throw it away. But I think hesitant. some of it. He was too hesitant, yes. Yeah, you'd be absolutely. hesitant too if your line sucked and your receivers sucked. <laughs> Wouldn't you? You don't know when you're going to get hit and you know, don't know where you can throw to. Other than that, have fun playing quarterback. Like I, I, so with, with he's one going of the to bear the brunt because the quarterback line. bears the brunt. But yeah. you have to look elsewhere on the team and take in the totality of why he's broken. Is he broken? Sure, he might be. Why is he broken? The coaches, the line, and the receivers are all contributing to the breakage of Mac Jones. So you're saying it's a veritable Vegas casino buffet of yep. of wrong, bad, and suck that has led to Mac Jones taking a, I'm not even going to say slight, I'm going to say now we're teetering towards a pronounced step back from last season. Now again, as I just said a few minutes ago, he looks so much more comfortable in tempo. Hell, Andy, he actually got the ball to other people when they went into tempo in the second half. Like, Hunter Henry caught one late in the first half. That was a nice pass that he dropped in the bucket to him. He got Jonu Smith involved. Um, like, there, there seemed to be, like, uh, a rhythm to the Patriots' offense. And Mac Jones looked like, like oh, wow, they, they could actually strike from anywhere on the field at any given point. But later on, when they just go back into the long – like, why are they taking – 10-yard dropbacks when you have a backup center in James Ferentz, who I'm not going to critique that much because the man's going up against some absolute monsters on that Jets defensive line, and he held his own-ish. But Cole Strange, not having a good day. Like you said, 
the the Marcus Cannon experiment may have actually gone gone asunder on us now at this point. And right tackle could continue to be an issue because, like you said, you got Kajust and you got Win and you've got Cannon out there as well. These these seven step drops where they're looking for either shot plays or 50-50 balls, it's not working right now. It's just not working. Not with the line you have, not with the plays you're calling, and not with the talent that you've surrounded Mac Jones with. And so in a game where you've got another team making mistakes aplenty and the the quarterback has decided to just start throwing interceptions all over like Oprah giving people a car, just tossing them around left and right in a completely cavalier fashion that is probably going to make Robert Sala lose whatever hair is left on his body when he watches the film in the postgame. In a lot of ways, the Patriots should have beaten the Jets by a hell of a lot more than five points. Um, yeah, I, probably that's probably accurate. But I, I think this game could have swung in either direction because neither team is very good, and then that's how it is. Like momentum, big plays, turnovers, penalties, change change things dramatically because bad teams or middling teams don't overcome those. So this was like the opposite of a heavyweight fight. This was like two backyard brawlers who both kind of stink. Like it's mildly entertaining because they're both landing a couple punches, but you're waiting for one of the two fat guys to fall fall down and end the fight because you, you need to move on to something better. Um, but I, I think the Patriots have a confidence problem. I'm not sure the coaches have confidence in Mac Jones, and I'm quite sure con- Mac Jones doesn't have confidence in almost anything around him. And And until they rebuild – that confidence, him and his line, him and his receivers to get open, be where they need to be, them and him, him and them, I'm not sure they can be much more than what they are, and that's just sort of a scuffling, middling team. And the talent is also an issue, but the, there's nothing you can do about the talent right now. You're not going to change that midseason. You can try to rehab the confidence level of everybody involved, but we all know that, you know what breeds confidence? Success. Right, like you need to see somebody. You can't just trust the process anymore. Screw the process. The process was on the training camp field. Now we're in the era of results, and too often on a play-to-play basis, I don't think anybody trusts the results that are going on out there. Yeah, it's a bit of an issue. Make it now. See, watching this game today, uh, the Bears didn't make any of the mistakes that the Jets made today. Uh, Jets were very crisp in those first couple of drives. Andy, uh, the first couple of drives, you've got. The first time the Jets go down the field, and I believe they get a field goal. And well, they then... went three and out. The team's traded. Oh, no, no, they three traded and three and outs. outs. Thank you. That's right. Excuse me. Then they started playing. Yeah. And then, then they the playing. Jets, two drives in a row. Garrett Wilson looking like an absolute fine. They have the 54-yard long play down the field. So it looks like, uh-oh, here, here's, another co- here's another quarterback from the 2021 draft class who's going to have the best day of his career against the Patriots. You know, last week, last not even last week, geez, it was only a couple days ago. We watched Justin Fields have the game of his life with all of those scripted runs and some nice passes and some clutch plays against a very discombobulated Patriots defense, an entirely discombobulated Patriots staff and team during that debacle of a 33-14 Bears win on Monday Night Football. And then after the Jets open up with a couple of crisp drives, they sort of lost their way. What do you think was behind that? Why? Where, where did things start to, before we try to figure out how the Patriots were able to take advantage of those mistakes and what a day it was to have Nick Folk on your fantasy team, where did the Jets start losing their way? Yeah, not sure it's a good thing that Nick Folk is uh, five for five for the second time in four weeks, three weeks, three or four weeks. You don't want your kicker being five for five on short field goals because it means you're not very good offensively and you're not putting the ball in the end zone. We had the the zappy performance uh, against the Lions, and now we have the 
the Mac Jones performance against the Jets. The difference being at least the Jets have a decent defense, pretty good defense, where you can maybe explain away why you're not better in terms of putting the ball in the end zone. But um, in terms of the Jets going astray, I think some of it started with that floated interception. That was – I'm not – I need to pull up the uh, the game book, but – the, that possession where he floated a terrible pass, and I, I think that started to unwind. I think there's a confidence issue on that side of the ball, too. He has too much confidence, and I'm not sure anybody around him has the kind of confidence in him that he has in himself. Um, but early on, the tackling was an issue. Like I, I think this defense tackles pretty poorly at times. I think that is a all-season long against mm-hmm. quarterbacks, against running backs, against wide receivers. I think tackling has become an issue. Um I do think uh, your safety who had two interceptions today, Devin McCourty, he's clearly lost a step. He is not as fast and as quick to the ball as he Mm -hmm. once was. Jack Jones, obviously the late play where he throws a shoulder in instead of just tackling Mims. Mims bounces off and ends up with the long catch and run. Um, So I think there's some of that tackling, just just flat-out tackling on on the defensive side of the football. Um, But, yeah, like there was some momentum there that the Jets had a chance to pounce on, then the Jets didn't. Then the Patriots had a chance to pounce. The Patriots didn't. And that leads me back to, stop me if you've heard this before, these are two middling football teams that aren't consistently good and make too many mistakes to be consistently good. And I know they were talking about it during the broadcast. Robert Sala using the Belichickian quote, like most games in this league are lost. They're not won. You know, the old Belichick, before you can win, you have to not lose. Mm -hmm. The Jets lost today. The Jets lost today. At times I thought the Patriots were going to try to lose too, but you can't have two losers, so the Jets lost today. Yeah, if you're looking at this game on a seesaw, like you say, and there's two middling 500, you got two nine and eight teams. So funny, listening early on in the broadcast because you know the just J E T S Jets 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 chants all over the tailgate coming out of the tunnel from Mass Transit and then MetLife Stadium, JetLife Stadium, as it was transformed into today. The echoes of it as as I'm in the car and heading back, and I listen to the broadcast and. The announcers were feeling themselves early, and they're like, you know, this this New York Jets team, with a win today, they get the monkey off their back, rid themselves of the Patriots, put them in the rear view, and next week against Buffalo will be for first place in the AFC East. And I didn't want to laugh, but it was more just a little sports cliche alert. Guys, maybe it's time to pump the brakes a little bit. A little bit. You know, you do have Zach Wilson under center. You know Belichick is going to try to force him into a couple of scenarios where he's going to have to throw... Uh, a hail, not a hail Mary, but he's going to end up taking a shot where he's going to make some wild throws. They'll get him out of the pocket and then we'll see what happens. And a lot of times that's like, these are the hallmarks of a bill Belichick defense where he relies on his team being fundamentally sound enough to, to take advantage of the mistakes that he's going to force another quarterback into. And Zach Wilson, like you want to see him turn into this Mahomesian terror that everyone talked about coming out of BYU that ain't happening anytime soon, Andy. No, and he misses. I'm a I'm a big believer. It's great to do all the things he is physically capable of doing, but he misses too many easy throws. There was a, I want to say it was the first drive three and out. There was just like a five yard flat throw, running back, and he threw it like low into the inside. Never had a chance to catch it. Like those are the types of plays that the great quarterbacks make, even if they make the great plays. And that's what I firmly believe that's where Josh Allen's transformation came. He was always capable of the wow, but it was the boring that he wasn't capable of. He started to do the boring hit, hit the five yard guy in the flat. So we go second and five and now second and five, we can do anything we want. We can be creative and I can go deep down the field. I can make big plays, whatever. 
But if you miss those easy throws, I think you regret it. And I think that's where Wilson is, and especially now where Wilson is, miss easy throws, oh, and then do something really horrifically dumb. He flirted with more dumb than he even got a, he gave us today. Like, you could see... So the first pick was the float. Then before the second pick, he started to just get dangerous. He scrambled over into like the corner of the end zone where you, you're like, oh, my God, there's going to be a safety or there's going to be a strip sack. Who knows what's going to He was flirting with being even worse than he was today. And how about him with a misleading stat line in part thanks to the, the last drive? But, I mean, he oh, finishes yeah. with 355 yards passing, and I'm like, Wow, that makes it look like he was not bad today. I know that's he was like, twenty. That's like uh, back but. against uh, Houston, Andy, in twenty twenty. Like, well, we threw for three hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, yeah great. Cam threw for three fifty, right. and, and, and you, you stink. Guys got- you lose. You're not a good team. <laughs> like that's what you are. And meanwhile, the other quarterback wasn't all that good either. Twenty one of thirty five for one ninety four, six sacks for Mac Jones. Oh. Tried to throw a pick six, but got bailed out by a roughing the passer call. Got yep. bailed out by Too a aggressive. Uh, yep. 15-yard penalty on one of his runs. Like C.J. Mosley and ends up yeah, – now, now, that was super controversial because of the fact that C.J. Mosley is trying to tackle Mac as a runner. A runner. Who, and who lowered his head? Mac. Mac. Not C.J. Mosley. That yeah. should not have been a penalty. The only reason that's a penalty is because Mac Jones plays the quarterback position, and those guys are a protected class. Just like in the HR world, quarterbacks are a protected class. Stay the bleep away from them if you want to live to fight another day. Because if that's a runner, a tight end, a running back, you don't get that call. You lower your head, you get hit. It happens. So I hated that call, but he took an even bigger hit on the sideline the next play. He pulled a damn Bledsoe. I give Tom Curran credit. He immediately said, like, what in the Bledsonian hell is going on here? He let up on the sideline and just took a, a Mo Lewis-like blow. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're not, I mean, you already have an injury. Okay, you're off the injury report. That's great. You actually ran well today. That's the infuriating thing. The best thing Mac Jones has done the last two weeks is run. Run for his life or run he was for their yards. leading running back for most of the first half. So, yeah, 24 yet last week, 19 this week, and that's with a couple kneel downs. So he was right around 24 again. He's a 20-plus yard rusher for second straight week. Um, this They're not doing anything in a way that is effective, efficient, sustainable, offensively there were times in that first half that I really thought it looked like what I bitched to you all all August about the offense on the practice field where he's so uncomfortable he's got to pull it down and run and scramble and there's no there's no fluidity to it it doesn't look like an efficient NFL offense I thought that was really alarming because We've talked in recent weeks like, oh, Matt Patricia's growing as a as a play caller and the scheme is evolving and they're figuring out what they want to be and what they do right. Well, guess what? Bill Belichick told us sometimes you have to wait till, you know, five, six, seven games into eight games into the season. We are at basically the midseason point. They're four and four. And I have no idea what this offense thinks it is or can be. We are back on like August the third with ineffective offensive play calling, game planning, and execution, and that's alarming at this point in the season, and it should be alarming to them. Definitely not a good thing to be almost halfway through the season, far past when Bill Belichick says this is when you get to know your football team. Is the preseason over yet? Preseason over yet? The extension of the preseason? How long is this? This is a long-ass extension of the preseason. We're eight games into it. An 11 game. Commissioner Goodell can't be happy about an 11-game preseason, Andy. No wonder this has been such bad football, according to Tom Brady. This preseason goes on forever. Let's let's start the bullets flying for real, right, Tom? Yeah, meanwhile, there were a lot of other actually high-scoring, thrilling games on the 1 o'clock slate, but of course... 
we all got the one that was stuck in mud. Patriots 22, Jets 17, but you know what? They still did get the W. There's a lot to parse over. There is a lot to dissect and analyze. We can't wait to hear from you guys. 617-779-7937. Coach Bill Belichick celebrating his 325th win, second most all-time as a head coach in the NFL, and he got it against the team that he resigned as HC of almost 23 years ago. Y'all love to see it. You got Jumbo Hart, you got your old pal Fitzy, and you here on the Six Rings Postgame Show. The Pats win again on WEEI.